Welcome back to Sassy with Mickey and Kev. I'm super excited for today's episode because it's a little bit more laid back. We have some episodes where we need to do a little bit more intense planning, and this is one of the ones where we can just come on here and storytell. Not that we're that good of storytellers. We are master storytellers. This week's episode does not involve the brain. Actually, it does involve the brain, Mm -hmm. but it's about us being frugal in our younger days. We're talking about broke college days, mostly undergrad. So for me, that's nursing school. For Kevin, that's engineering school. What would you like to start with? Should we compare who was broker? All right. What is your most broke story? My most broke story? I have so many horror stories. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with college housing. So on-campus housing is typically on-campus, but for UCLA, (laughs) on-campus is like on the side of the campus we call it the hill that doesn't sound like it's on campus but essentially ucla is one of the hilliest campuses in the u.s and it's off to the kind of left side of the campus so walking to any class still takes a solid 30 35 minutes so at this point you might as well live off campus because on campus housing starts at the cheapest in a triple at thirteen thousand dollars per year per academic year so fall winter and spring so like times three equals one year no 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 no. for all three of those it's thirteen thousand dollars and it does include i think the 13k includes the most basic meal plan so you can get 11 14 or 19 this is kind of vague she's like left side what is left side like the east side of the campus but it's like on the left if we were to look at the map of ucla the map the east side is on the right side of the map Sorry, the west side. The west. I always get east and west mixed up, to be honest. Like the sun comes up Speaking from of the who east. who has more brain cells. <laughs> Anyways, and there's many things that Mickey is much smarter than me about, but the directions is not one of them. So my parents were like, hell no, nah, we are not paying $13,000 when you can just live off campus. So that's what I did. When you go into UCLA as a freshman, I'm pretty sure you're obligated to do on-campus housing so that you can make friends or whatever. But because I came in as a transfer, I had the option in off-campus housing. The first year, I have so many roommate horror stories, but the first year my rent was between 500 to 550. And this was split amongst four girls in one room and then three girls in one room. And then so the following year, I was paying 650 a month. But regardless, it's roughly 8k a year, much less than the 13k. You're splitting like a one bed, two bedroom apartment amongst like many girls it sounds like i split a one bedroom apartment with three girls so three girls in one bathroom i also did six girls two rooms and one wait no there's two bathrooms yeah so three to one ratio that's a lot of people yeah have you ever done that are you saying that because well in my undergraduate days i stayed in in on campus housing Mm -hmm. all four years in the same dorm sounds bougie the price per quarter was 7.5k Per that's per pretty thing. affordable it's not it wasn't too bad i think but you were obligated to buy the meal plan and the meal plan was another like two thousand per semester so it's a little bit cheaper if you're you have a roommate so it's two people in one room but it's a little bit it's a couple hundred dollars more per semester if you're in a single like you have your own room they're like three or two or three hundred dollars different i stayed in the same dorms and i had a roommate my freshman year and my junior year and i had a single my sophomore year and senior year and we're we're not that far away from each other. We were both in college in LA, but I think my location was a little bit more expensive. Yeah, I think our school tried to do the best to get everyone on campus housing. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't crazy expensive. It was just that the you had to pay for the meal plan, which made it 
more expensive. So some people lived off campus and you can get really like cheap deals. Like yeah. you could rent like a one bedroom between like three people and mm-hmm. pay like $400 a month. Not that it's a competition, but I think I win. You, you win for being most frugal. More broke. More broke from housing yes. situation. I agree. Which, by the way, while we're talking about this, I have to give UCLA Dining Halls a shout out because we have the best dining halls in the world. Did you pay for that, though? Was that expensive? I did not. What you do is you make friends who have... Rich parents? So No, 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 no. So the plans are... The 11, you're not allowed to swipe anyone in. The 14 and the 19, you have to have the P because if you don't have the P, the premium plan, you can only use one swipe per meal period. Obviously, the person won't sacrifice their swipe for you. So you need to make friends with people specifically with 19P because they always have extra swipes this in itself could be an episode yes but you make friends and then they take you in and the food is buffet style so sometimes you would just not eat and then when you eat you just you feast that's an inside joke because there's a dining hall called reese so this is our second topic food how did you Hmm. survive during undergrad i survived off of a lot of free food that was provided pizza parties friends swiping me in and minor cooking i think it's not a secret that i'm not the world best chef but i do have like a small sliver of recipes that i know how to cook relatively well and i would just meal prep and eat the same thing but oh, also you just date people who are really good at cooking and they'll cook for you sounded like you developed a lot of places you like to eat though so every time you're like we have to go to kava we have to go to food is enjoyment of life basically it sounds like mickey did spend a fair bit of money on food let me talk about how i um this includes both undergrad and med school how to maximize your budget for food the most important meal of the day i would say for food would be lunch there are (laughs) many 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 opportunities for free Free lunch. lunch free lunch and there are a lot of seminars especially in medical school where it's like interest groups like you can go to ophthalmology psychiatry you can do whatever the whatever heck, club internal has medicine infectious diseases i mean these groups entice you with their the, like the ophthalmology had the best food for sure wow um do you consider that specialty actually in fact i was their interest group leader and i got to coordinate the lunch that way you not only can get lunch but sometimes they have leftovers you, you can pack them. so you should just bring a tupperware or some ziploc bags with you there's always going to be leftovers and so that you're really- not shy about taking the leftovers home well it's kind of not really you're you sh- minimizing waste probably three out of the five days of the week you have free food in okay undergrad and in med school you just got to find the right place and you get to learn stuff too while you're it's usually you like actually a lecture. listen i mean you have to stay there it's we just take the food and leave <laughs> i've done that so you, you have to like kind of stay for the hour usually from noon to one. So that is the number one frugal thing for food. The other thing is that on the weekends, we didn't have our meal plan. So we had to come up with our own cooking. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of places. So in LA, Zanku Chicken, I think is a very good dollar per meal budget. Chipotle, back in the days when they had like deals and things like that was good so like somehow you can buy one meal and get two meals out of them those were the days okay i would say you win on the food and i'll give you that one yeah i worked a lot of jobs in college i averaged probably 20 to 30 hours of work a week and part of the splurge was eating food that i thoroughly enjoyed okay so next topic is working and working working in general yes how to make money while losing money i think i'm gonna lose this one 
So you can go first. If I go first, you're just going to pounce on me, I feel like. I worked a million jobs in college. The way that I saw it was my tuition was covered because I was on a multitude of scholarships that thankfully basically covered the entire tuition over the three years. It's really not that prestigious. I just applied to a lot of scholarships. And inevitably, if you're casting your net wide enough, you'll get a decent amount of hits. But my parents paid for my rent, so I didn't have to worry about that. But I paid for all of my other living expenses and extraneous expenses. Like if I wanted to buy anything, I'd have to buy it with my own money. So that's why I worked a lot. And I was also used to working because I've been working since I was 16. What did you do for work and how did you find time to do that? In college, the first couple of jobs included working for a lab. So the way that I found jobs, it's sometimes kind of hard to find jobs as a college student that's convenient and easy and on campus because those are all highly desirable jobs. What I did was I went to the work study section where I knew they were going to be hiring people and I emailed all of those lab managers. At the time, I obviously was still considering med school so I wanted to do research related stuff. It was supposed to be wet lab work but it was really just research meetings and sitting in a little circle and huddling. So I got paid $13.25 for that. I also did a caregiver job and I got paid $17 an hour for that. It was for another UCLA student and basically just helping him with activities of daily living. I also worked a marketing job for a healthcare company and they paid me they paid me good. It was somewhere between $23 and $26. I can't remember. But that I could work from home. So I often did it like in between classes or during my free time on the weekends. What else? I feel like I'm missing a lot of jobs. Sounds like a lot already. Roughly how much money do you think you made per year? I have no idea. (laughs) Did you file taxes? Yes. But the reason I don't know how much I made is because my expenses were always incredibly low. My goal was just to work as much as I can and minimize my expenses. My goal at the time, I think was to hit five figures in my bank account by the end of the first year or second year of working in college. And I did that. So wow, five figures. But I want to clarify the 10k had been brewing since I was 16 working my $8 an hour job. So it was cumulative. It wasn't that fast. Good of you to have an early bank account. Thank you. My parents did a good job. I did work study as well in lab which started off from like a summer project. So I basically did my project there and I got paid like twelve fifty an hour. Okay. And that was like maybe 10 to 20 hours a week. And the most of the money that I earned was probably from TAing. So I was a teaching assistant for like at least one or two classes per year. One of the classes was a graduate level class and I made like $8,000 from wow. that class. That's a lot of money. I think. It was a crazy amount of money. What did you do with that money? Kind of just went into my bank account and then- And then it magically- <laughs> disappeared Dis- over time. Disappeared over time. Do you remember how much money you graduated with? I had enough money to like rent the car to drive to my med school and I had a couple thousand okay. dollars left. That's not bad. I feel like the biggest thing I splurged on was this monitor right here that I bought during- uh, We almost threw the monitor away. Oh my away. gosh. It's been with us everywhere and Mickey wants to throw it away. The last topic regarding making money, it seemed like Mickey did a better job of her finances than I did, but- She seemed like she worked harder. So we'll give her a point on that. So the next topic is transportation. How did you get from place to place? So when I was in college, this was 2015 to 2018. This was when Uber Pool first came out. Oh my gosh, yes. The glory days where it was literally two dollars for me to go a couple miles down to the beach so uber pool is something i use very frequently i don't know if you guys remember and when it initially piloted you basically didn't have anybody else 
in the car with you because it wasn't smart enough to figure things out fast enough. So it was Uber pool, but it was basically a private Uber at a third yeah. of the cost. So I did a lot of Uber pooling. The public transportation in LA is not very good and it does not take you to anywhere you really need to go. So I took it. I took it. <laughs> okay, okay. I did have a lot of friends and significant others who had vehicles to drive me around. I'm also not the best driver. So driving in LA was an absolute no for me. So you didn't spend that much money on anything. What about flights? Did you fly anywhere? How did you yes, I did those? fly home for every single break. But LA to SF is one of the most affordable routes. You can always get the $39 one way Southwest getaway deal. So I booked those deeply in advance and always took the earliest flight because that was the cheapest and the latest flight back. I guess I probably transported more than you during undergrad because I had to go to medical school interviews. Mm-hmm. That's probably where I spent a lot of my money. LAX. Yeah. No, it's like transportation for med school apps and stuff were he- really expensive. I think parents helped me with that one. But I had friends who had cars, but it wasn't very consistent. The friendship wasn't consistent? Or, or their availability with the car. <laughs> <laughs> just That's like so to make savage. Fun of you. you know, if you took an Uber from the airport from where I was to LAX or whichever airport, it was like 20 bucks or 30 bucks, which is like yeah, all, a lot of money. I mean, right now it's probably like 70, 80 or something, something crazy. Agreed. That was a little bit too expensive for me. So what I would do is I would walk a mile to the... Walk a mile in my Louboutins. Not my Louboutins, <laughs> in my Crocs. But anyways, I would take this little train thing to Union Station, which costs like two bucks. And then from Union Station, I would take this flyaway bus, which was kind of sketchy. It was like a nice looking bus that came every half an hour. How much was it? It was like $7.50. Oh, it's really... But they don't always check. Did you ever do the I, sketchy thing? No, I usually paid. Kevin is a rule. It was follower. a really wait. Do you mean the nice Union Station or the sketchy one? What do you mean? You know how there's the nice Union Station near oh, the past, ones... like the beautiful one with the beautiful building, or the one where it's like a bus stop and it's kind of sketchy and isn't that both the same spot? It might honestly be the same, but no, I one remember side is the bus. I took it wasn't a Greyhound, you guys. It was a Vietnamese bus company, and it was thirty five dollars. I took it from the Bay to LA to get back to college, and first of all they gave me the best bond me i've ever had in my entire life the only sketchy thing about the bus ride was that they were driving like 80 miles an hour in this bus so the entire time we were driving was like the eta i think initially we left at six in the morning so they told us it was going to be like two and we got there by like noon we got there early faster than flying they dropped us off at union station but if it's the same union station it must have been like the back where you couldn't see the nice buildings and stuff because it was kind of i felt a little unsafe as like a single college young girl my mom found out that i was uber pooling everywhere she told me that i wasn't allowed to uber pool anymore and the only way to get from union station to ucla was public transportation but it would require at least i think it was three different exchanges my phone was at two percent so i wasn't going to be able to look up the route i like did not plan this properly and if i had called an uber i knew that my mom would kill me do you know what i did did you call a taxi no did you call your friend to pick you up no i was so desperate i looked for other people on the bus that looked like they might also be in college and i found this other asian guy his name is brandon shout out brandon if you're watching this i went up to him and i was like do you go to ucla and he was like no i go to csu and i was like okay 
okay. And I was like on the verge of like tears because I really did not know what to do. I was going to be stranded at Union Station. And he was like, why? And I was like, I don't have a ride and I don't know how to explain this, but I'm, I'm not allowed to Uber. And he was like, oh, it's fine. Like, we'll just drop you off. His two friends from church came to pick him up and they so kindly dropped me off back at UCLA. Is that even the same direction? No, it's completely the opposite direction, but they were so nice to drop me off and him and I are actually still friends to this day. He ended up going to UCLA for grad school. Wow. I'm glad it was a friend and not a (laughs) anti-friend. I'm still alive. Did you like have a nice phone in undergrad? In high school, I had an iTouch and then a flip phone. I think we're too old. Some people might not know what an iTouch is, but an iTouch is a... iPod Touch. But it looks like an iPhone, just a little bit thinner. But no cellular. It has no cellular, but with Wi-Fi, it essentially can function like a iPhone. I downloaded this app called TextMe, and it gave me a phone number with the area code that I lived in, so you couldn't tell at all that I didn't have an iPhone. And then I had a flip phone that was prepaid, 25 cents a minute. When I went to college, that was the first time I got an iPhone. It was the iPhone 6S in pink, and that was was my mom's college gift to me. Dude, I had an iPhone 4S when I first started college. Okay, but you're also older than me, so that sounds like it wasn't that old. That was like the last model was like the small one with yeah, like with the, the little... square. Then I got some weird small Android HTC phone. Mm-hmm. But all this time, I only had 10 megabytes of data and 250 text <gasps> messages. My biggest issue was that when I wanted to navigate somewhere, I have to do it where it was Wi-Fi and then keep it on. I and also only so had 20, 250 megabytes. No, I had 10 megabytes and 250 text messages. What do you mean 10 megabytes? It's like not anything at all. Wait, is that even possible? 10 megabytes? I I gotta find this company it was like ten dollar plan it was a company i literally so the itouch i had to use this other hotspot that i think it was 250 megabytes a month but every time i wanted to text or contact anybody i had to turn on the hotspot wait five minutes for the data to start transmitting connect my itouch to the hotspot and then look up directions or call somebody but then the the hotspot also needs to be charged so something's always constantly running out of battery but it was this like sketchy company i should yeah, look you know up what it's prepaid called company yeah, i gotta find this i mean i use this something called h2o wireless as recently as a couple <laughs> of years ago before <laughs> i met i mean when we mickey and i were dating she was like what the hell are you using <laughs> when you're one plus phone yes what's their motto never settle never settle it was a pretty good phone back then did i buy you your first ever new iphone yeah it was not meant for me but <laughs> yes <laughs> Thank you. Kevin unboxed the new iPhone that I... iPhone 12. Yeah, the iPhone 12. I bought for myself. I honestly hadn't thought about it too deep. I just ordered it, but I thought maybe I would take the new one since I paid for it and I would give Kevin the 11. He got so excited when he unboxed it that I didn't have the heart to tell him that it wasn't for him. So you got your first ever new iPhone. Thank you. We still have to talk about flying a little bit. So it sounded like you took a $39 flight. But that's one way. So it's like closer to 80. 80, 100 bucks my flight was a little bit longer and i had to do all these medical school interviews Mm -hmm. so what i ended up doing was i got one of those credit cards you have to spend like four thousand dollars or something i I don't think i spent that money i had my parents buy something or i had one of my friends buy something Mm -hmm. to make sure i hit that amount because it's like a decent chunk of money oh no i i used it to buy like the mcat and stuff like the testing and those things because those were expensive that's a good tip 
use it to buy for the pay for the applications for the med schools. I think those added up to like two thousand dollars. Nice. I was able to get like seventy five k miles or some. Oh, let's t- talk about this. Not the saver fare, but like the non the, the want to get away fare. That's what kind they call of on, it on, on Southwest. Southwest, but like on United and stuff. It was the one where you're only allowed a backpack, but not allowed like a carry on, <laughs> and you're boarding very last, and you're sitting near the bathroom. But it was like literally half the price to go somewhere. So you just always took a backpack. I just took a huge backpack and just stuff my suit in it wow southwest gives everybody two free check-ins and a carry-on that was that so the credit cards was was very very good that's really smart i didn't do any credit card hacking when i was in college and then most of the places i did an interview at they would have allowed you to stay with like a current student Mm -hmm. or something and so i took full advantage of that and especially in med school we had an alumni program this is actually really cool where applying to residency programs you get to stay with other doctors that graduated from your medical school Mm -hmm. And so their houses were nice, you know, like, because they're like established attendings. Yeah. And one of them even like picked me up from the airport wow. and they have like a nice guest bedroom instead of paying for like $200, $300 hotels or something. Mm-hmm. I got to stay with some nice folks. That's nice. So other ways to save your money mm-hmm. during these interviews. I guess the last couple of years, everything's been on Zoom now. So I think if there's a will, there's a way to save. <laughs> I will say the one thing I do splurge on now, quote unquote, now that I have more money is just instead of having to worry about all that, I just pay for the Uber or take public transportation. Like I don't feel the need to bother other people the way that I used to. Oh, can we talk about furniture? Because I got some stories to tell. Like how you got your furniture? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess you can't relate because you lived on campus and sounds very furnished. Yes. I had a twin size mattress that I bought off of somebody else for $95 on free and for sale. Honestly, I'm amazed I didn't have bed bugs or anything. That but sounds kind of expensive. It was a new mattress, supposedly. So, And it did look in really good condition, so I was happy to pay for it. And it wasn't bad. I did not have a bed frame for... You just put it on the ground? Yeah, the entire time. I never had a bed frame. And all my roommates always had bed frames. So everybody's bed was like, here, here. And then mine went oh, that's on kind of the gross ground. on the, the ground. But it was... Thick. It was like a 12 inch mattress. So it was very thick. I really was not worried. Also, we're in LA, so it's not cold or anything. The one piece of furniture I did have was an IKEA desk. The all white one with the matching legs on free and for sale was closer to $50, but this one had blue legs. So the person couldn't sell it for as much. So I think I got it for $29. That was the one piece of furniture that I had. And that was it. I, really? with no, we no have, couch, we have no some, bed thing. I had this Target circular, like, you know, those fold-up chairs that have the little you kind of sink into it like a beanbag not a bean but it's it's like soft i had one of those that people really like to sit in every year the seniors would leave and then you have like super cheap things the biggest thing was i think every other tuesday they have like a liquidation center or mm-hmm. something our school had like they have to throw away like mm-hmm. old furniture or chairs and things like that mm-hmm. and they would pile it all along this area mm-hmm. and so we would just scavenge that and you could just look there and if there was a nice chair or so like nice dumpster diving technically not in a dumpster not in a dumpster but like about to go into a dumpster or somewhere actually when we first met somebody had a free bookshelf shoe rack thing that was heavy it was like all wood (laughs) we were walking the dog it was really nice quality we sold it when we moved to seattle for 40 bucks i know we went from zero to 40 it was nice it was like foldable it was so nice would have kept it if our house wasn't so tiny i know yeah 
good memories. How'd you get that sketchy couch that you had that we sold to the Russian lady for like 200 bucks? My parents bought that couch. It was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. I mean, it's if you go- It's not meant for a couch though. It's a pull-out futon. It's what was the craziest thing that you did for money in undergrad? I can't say I did anything too crazy. I'm pretty logical. I'll just go and earn my money. And I'm a low risk tolerance kind of person. So I don't engage in sketchy behaviors. The craziest thing was selling my usage rights in perpetuity to a brand for $200, $400 total for life. That sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, this thankfully, I've not ever seen that ad pop up ever again. Okay, but um, I was like, $400? That's like life-changing money. I agree. Have you ever heard, you know, in the bathroom stalls where they have posters? See, you know where I'm... It's not usually in the bathroom stalls. Oh, it's in the bathroom for me. Oh, sperm donation or egg yeah, donation? Yeah, those are always posted in the bathroom oh. stalls. Have you ever considered doing those for no, money? No, not those things. Would you ever donate sperm for money? Uh, probably not. I don't know if I want little Kevin's running around without my knowledge. <laughs> With somebody else's egg. Would, wow. you, would you do the egg for $100,000? Eggs are worth a lot of money. Would you do it for $100,000? There's a lot of people looking for Asian females between 18 to 25, and it usually pays anywhere from 10 to 30K. Wow, you're looking Because it's pretty invasive to do egg donation. I have never considered it. Well, I, I did a couple studies. It was. Oh, yeah? We had like the Brain Institute had studies where they would like put like stuff on you and you can it's like mm -hmm. 40 bucks an hour and you just like answer questions like on a screen. And you did that? A, I did it a couple of times. Some of my friends did it like every week. Is it they cash made, or? No, they just reimburse. Oh, they give you a check. Yeah. That reminds me, this is so random. But when I was in high school, there was this radio phone line that was in... <laughs> mandarin that you could call and every in the morning they would give the first three callers if you dialed in a hundred dollars so every morning for a whole That's month while they were running this event i was rage calling my mom my dad and i were all called this is like, like six in the morning did we're you get any calling. dollars we won twice my mom won once and i won once good for you I feel like some of my fondest memories are of uh, doing dumb things. Yeah, doing dumb things. But some of they had like definitely more invasive tests. There's some of them that were like 80 bucks an hour or something. My friend had to like eat something and do some behavioral things. And How much money do you think I would have to make to voluntarily pay for business class? Like go to an MBA program or? Business class on a oh, flight. business class on a flight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you'd ever do it unless someone upgraded you. Agreed. Like if there was an option, it said economy flight, $300, business class, $1,000. I don't think you'd ever choose the $1,000. No, I wouldn't. Even unless... if there was like an economy plus, it was like 360 No. You would still choose <laughs> the 300 choose the economy. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it for oh my Oh my gosh. When we went to Hawaii recently. I have to tell you, Mickey didn't tell me she booked. It was like saver, saver, saver fare on Hawaiian <laughs> Airlines. Because like we had no rights to choose seats or anything. You and had then no rights? She like booked us separately for some reason. Like, because a better I day. had credit. Uh, credit. So it was the hot mess. So we were both sitting like in the back of the plane in different places. Mm -hmm. 
And then I'm like, well, why don't we just like, ask the nice person to try to put us together? And I was like, this is the Aloha spirit. They are for sure well, going to put us reason, together. For some reason, Mickey's usually pretty good about it. He's like, I'll, I'll go do it. I'm the better Yeah, better negotiator. But this time, for some reason, no, you have to, you must do it. I've been trying to train you. Oh, like, my gosh. You know. And then I talked to the guy and he's like, you know, you like waived your rights to, <laughs> to, to changing your seat like twice because you booked the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest flight. He's like kind of giving me a hard time, but he ended up switching us together anyways but i was, I was so like stressed. so embarrassed mickey was embarrassed for me because he waited till the very we were the last two people to get on the plane yep but we were in two middle seats so i'm very happy that he no it was the two side seats it was four two no i'm saying before he oh yes we were, we're like in, in the middle, middle seats seat. not even the same row good times that was not an undergrad that was like less than three months ago yeah that was this year so life life is better when you appreciate the things that you do and do not have these kind of frugal things do you think have have you changed have since subsided? we've since now i make the I've frugal resident had a little bit lifestyle creep where i think i'm more likely to take an uber home if it's super late at night or super early in the morning i'm not gonna take the public transport but in any other incidents we certainly would and i think we eat out a little bit more definitely more than we used to i would say we eat out way less than we used to oh, because likely. of the meal plans I that see. we've been but getting We've been trying to be better. I think those that's more also for our health rather yeah. than budgetary. But also, purposes. I think when we first moved here, we were so excited to eat all the things that it was exciting and fun to eat out for a bit, and mm-hmm. now it's less so exciting. What other things do you think we've elevated in our life? I will say we upgrade our technology pretty readily. But it's that's also part of work. our work, like our phones yeah. and our data and things like our headphones. Yeah, like our Wi-Fi is faster, mm-hmm. so we pay for stuff like that. But I would say even if you look at our home and look at the furniture and the things in our home it's very clear that we don't spend in those departments i think yes sometimes more money buys you nicer things but sometimes it really doesn't i think the one thing i've been trying to get better about is how to go about like buying clothes because i think it's nice if you look nice right but oftentimes i feel like in the past i would just go to ross or like marshall's and get something there and nothing ever matched and Mickey would always complain that I have all these different colors. I don't have a shortage of clothes. Like I'm not worried about running out of underwear or socks. You've gotten a brand new wardrobe since you've gotten like a lifestyle upgrade. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean a lot of this stuff is like I'm literally wearing like all figs. But I think anybody who dates somebody usually the girlfriend will kind of Yeah Mickey bought me some pants literally this first month I met her. Well because the first time I met you or the second time I met you. I had a hole in my. You had a hole in your soccer pants so i was like oh i'll just i hope you didn't take any offense to it, it. Was, i it genuinely was a little just... bit weird but i was very happy that you did because i don't think anyone's bought me clothes like that before i genuinely just was like oh i feel like kevin would really like this and that's why i got it for you and you had a little hole in your pants so i was like oh, oh like i wanted gosh. to get you a new pair thank you but i bought you two pairs actually yes you bought me the one that has like the japanese on yeah, it and i thought you would regular... like that one since you <laughs> grew up in japan oh my god you do like that one it is nice yeah it's i still wear it i know i literally wore it yesterday i know now i'm wearing these fancy lululemon pants which are very nice and then i can't wear the jeans that i bought recently that were nice because i'm too fat i told you to order a bigger size like those jeans are really tight anyways first world problems 
Are you happier? Do you think having nicer things is happier? I, I think it's nice, but I don't necessarily think I wasn't happy back then. Yeah. I think you make the most out of the life that you have while you are living it. Yeah. I mean, like, what other nicer things? Like, we have the we have a nice house. We're able to pay our bills. We're, supposed to be, we're not hungry. We mm-hmm. can do whatever we have a freaking dog that we have to take care of mm-hmm. like extra stuff in the extra city Extra stuff you're the one who's extra he came first oh. i will defend him through and through i see and we have two cars in seattle i mean we don't yeah. have a garage but we have two working cars a lot of it thanks to you guys who are watching because we probably wouldn't be able to have this life without you guys mm-hmm. think that is the wrap-up you have any closing thoughts about being frugal? I think life's lies what you make it. Do you know that song from Hannah Montana? Nah. So let's make it right. Not particularly. I think regardless of what budget level you're staying at, you can make a fun life. Having nice things is nice and working hard has its merits, but it doesn't matter where you're at and what phase in life you're at. I love Try. doing life with you though. It's fun. No matter like how much or how little we have, I think we can still have a good time. You should find a partner that does that and is on the same page about those things. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. We both laugh at the same stupidity when we try to save money or spend extra money <laughs> if you're not on the same page then sometimes there can be a rift there yeah. it's okay to be fancy but it's also yeah. okay not to be fancy yeah agreed yes anyways thank you so much for listening make sure you give us five stars on spotify and apple if you enjoyed the pod if you're on youtube give us a thumbs up and please leave us a little comment let us know what podcast episodes you are enjoying the most what you're looking forward to listening to and we will see you guys next week bye